Hello, dear fellow human beings. This is Franz speaking. We are going to deal with the second lesson in this 33 lessons course about the fundamentals of life and living. Fundamental insight into the complete reality. And for that purpose we also have to uh, have an insight in what is commonly known as a materialistic world view because whether we like it or not it is the most common and also the most official world view. It is the world view that is taught in schools and universities and which is uh, the, an integral part of the uh, yeah, standard way of living, materialism. The word itself says it all. It is that worldview, that interpretation of uh, reality, a paradigm, eh? a paradigm of reality means um, the view which we have on the world, a framework in which we interpret reality. That is a paradigm. And materialism is the paradigm, the world view, that says that reality consists only of matter and energy. And they know that energy is a diluted form of matter or matter is a concentrated form of energy that is uh, proven by Albert Einstein, a very great achievement that we see the interrelatedness of energy and matter. And they say, scientists today say, that's all there is. There is only energy and there is only matter. There is matter in all forms and shapes and there's energy all over the universe, in all of us and in everything. And uh, energy comes also in many, many kinds. Gravity, light, uh, warmth, electromagnetism, uh, Röntgen radiation. These are a few ad, uh, examples eh, of energy kinetic energy, uh, well, this is not a lecture in physics, but you know, there are many, many forms of energy in the universe and on this world. And they say that is all. That is the, uh, the whole reality is built up of these two constituents. And so this worldview is based upon sensory perception, perception by the senses, because it is the senses who can see things that are concrete, which have a form. The ears can have, uh, can hear things that vibrate, eh, which have a kind of energy. And the uh, taste and the smell and also the uh, the fifth sense, huh? we have sight, we have hearing, we have um, the taste, smell and the touch. 
these are the five senses on which we with which we or mankind has investigated the world and the whole universe with the help of the senses by means of the senses and this they have done very cleverly very profoundly very uh, many branched and many layers of reality they have in, they have investigated by the sciences of the last 400 years eh, this materialistic sciences have made a great flight and has become the official worldview it has been so convincing that it is, has been adopted all over the world in spite of ancient traditions who have uh, I, uh, actually who speak of God and God has created the world so then there is more than matter and energy there is also a God but uh, this the materialists consider as inverifiable and uh, irrelevant as a kind of uh, Aberglaube uh, superstition, ancient superstition, a primitive superstition of primitive people who didn't know better, who had no clear insight, a rational insight into the mechanics of the atoms and of the molecules and of the planets and the stars, how they came about. So now we know it all, they say, and so we don't need this concept of a God that created it. It is all a, an automatic process. It's a mechanical thing. The whole universe is a mechanical and blind, senseless, unconscious mm, process, a system that is the official world view of uh, materialism. It is a blind mechanical system. And it consists of things that we can see by the senses. Then we have extended our senses into the space and the far beyond with telescopes and radars. Huh? Uh, <coughs> and we have extended our senses on the small scale by microscope and, and every year we got better microscope we could see smaller and smaller details smaller particles of reality and uh, so then they say yeah with this we can explain everything that is uh, enough and the reality consists only of the these two concrete things which are interrelated by this formula of E equals MC square uh, developed by Albert Einstein. It's a very successful system which uh, is also applied to ourselves. Huh? We also are supposed to consist of only matter and energy matter that's clear that is our body our bones and blood it's all matter the brains the heart and the energy yes that is also clear we are living if we are lucky we are living and that is a kind of energy which permeates the matter of the body the mind for instance is also an 
energetical system. Then they an, another remarkable fact about uh, philosophy of materialism is that they say that the mind is actually and the, the awareness that we have as a mind is a product of the mm, electrochemical activity of the brain. That is a point that they maintain. That awareness as such is nothing. It doesn't exist. Uh, awareness is created when the brain functions in a specific exact uh, way. Electrochemical activity of the brain incredibly complex but if it knows how to function in that uh, state then we are in the waking state if the brain functions differently then we are sleeping if it still functions differently then we see dreams the hallucinations and uh, then if it again turns in the waking mode of functioning then we become awake and we have some awareness some consciousness so consciousness is not a reality as such it is dependent it is created by the matter fields by the electrochemical activity of the brain that is what they say and also the definition of when a human being has died they also uh, base upon this um, electrochemical activity of the brain when this has stopped they say then the person is dead there's no awareness anymore and even if the heart is still beating and the lungs are breathing the person is not anymore there the, it's clinical death brain death and then they uh, allow themselves to take organs from the body if it is in such a state of brain death and uh, although the, the cheeks are still rosy the person can look very well they start to operate and take out the liver the kidneys the lungs the heart and a few more things and then of course the body starts breathing and then we can really assume the person is dead but this definition is very tricky and it's not correct because they don't accept the existence of an independent soul which can soul which can live independent of the body that is not acknowledged by the modern worldview, by this, by the materialistic worldview. This is not accepted as a reality, because that would mean that consciousness can consist outside of the body without electrochemical activity of the brain, and it is uh, not. Uh, not accepted is not regarded as true so therefore this uh, definition of death of the body they take for granted that if, if the brain doesn't function anymore there is no more awareness possible you and I may know that this is not 
true, this is not the case, but this is not the viewpoint of the medical sciences, psychiatry and also psychology. Also, uh, even if psychology is called the science of the soul, they don't accept the existence of the soul, they only accept um, mental activity. So, uh, thoughts, feelings and emotions which are the cause of our behavior uh, which determine our uh, words and actions these are studied but this is not consciousness as such and it is not the soul as such it is only the, the ways of activity that we can clearly observe in the mind-body system and so there are many things that the uh, materialistic worldview cannot explain, which are really there, but they have no explanation for it. And they ignore it, they simply ignore it. And let's, let's uh, mention a few of these things that are very well known by many people, but they are uh, ignored and neglected and also denied. Its existence is simply denied by modern science. Mm, for instance, the near-death experiences. People who've ha who have been um, brain-dead and also the heart may have stopped beating for a, a long time. I know even a person who says he was out of the body for 45 minutes. Mm, Benedict... Mullen Benedict. If you go to the website of uh, Benedict uh, Mullen, then you will see his experiences of um, near death. Very, very remarkable story. Thomas Benedict Mullen. Yeah, Thomas Benedict Mullen. If you uh, put that in the search machines, you will get to his website. Uh, these experiences are done away with as a kind of uh, hallucination which are still taking place then in the brain although the brain was inactive so they come in a very uh, very difficult position if they have to ignore this near-death experience because by now millions uh, over millions of people are reporting this experience and they are absolutely certain that it is realistic, that they have seen something, a world, uh, that they experienced as more real than this uh, world, than this uh, three-dimensional material world. Eh? It's very remarkable. They, s they know it is more real than this planet. And... Um, there's, there's also the whole field of astrology which is ignored by modern science as an impossibility, as uh, an ancient superstition. Cannot be, yeah? according to modern science, that there is an influence of the stars and the planets in our, on our character, on our soul, that the time and place of our birth has any kind of uh, influence on our structure of our mind-body-soul system. They cannot imagine such a thing to be 
And actually, it is not a matter of influence. It's a completely kind of other kind of uh, mechanism that we will explain in a later lesson. But uh, for now, it is good to see that these, uh, this whole field of the ancients, the, the most ancient science of humankind, astrology, is uh, denied and ignored. Then there is telepathy, which most people have experienced. Mother and children, they experience often telepathy. Lovers amongst each others, even dogs with their uh, with their owners, have very many telepathic experiences and proofs of existence of telepathy. It's hard to explain by materialism. Then many people are convinced that there is a God, which is also absolutely uh, inexplicable by materialism. Consciousness as such, the existence of consciousness outside of the body is regarded as uh, impossible. Life after death eh, is also seen as a ridiculous uh, superstition created by people who are afraid of death, etc., etc. It's not seen as realistic and cannot be explained. That is the point. Uh, they reject it because in their system it has no place. It cannot be explained. Then there are these miracles which history and also modern day saints perform. Uh, many, many people know of, uh, have seen themselves miracles and they are simply ignored by modern science. And the existence of the soul is not accepted, that it has an independent existence outside of the body, that it lives on after the body has died. There's no such thing according to modern science. And then, of course, the reincarnation. That is also impossible according to modern science. Although thousands of people have remembered their previous lives and uh, good researchers with a broad mind have recorded their um, sayings and their memory and they have investigated and um, they have found out everything to be true what these people could remember especially younger persons children can remember very often experiences of past lives very detailed, which all turn out to be true. So, this, uh, this is also a kind of um, a attack to the materialistic worldview. And uh, it is indeed a castle that cannot be defended for very long anymore, because there is also uh, the modern science itself, who has reached now the has probed so deep into matter and energy fields that it has found the source of energies the source of uh, subatomic particles and which they call the zero point field the zero point field in which they um, see they can describe 
It is a mathematical uh, reality that they have developed, but it is very convincing, and they have done probed so deep into matter and energy that they have come to their source. So uh, the, the famous um, philosopher Karl Popper has uh, said this, that the materialistic sciences has actually transcended its own basis, has made itself obsolete. And that is actually the case. But most uh, scientists uh, are not willing to look into this new discovery and uh, keep on ignoring it and keep on mm, enjoying their restricted worldview. I call it restricted because it is simply based on the senses, on the bodily senses. And therefore it is good to realize that the, the origin of materialism lies in our childhood. It is, in my opinion, a continuation of the child's way of view, viewing the world. When a baby is born, it is completely uh, uh, dependent on his senses and on his parents and he can see and hear and touch and feel and smell and taste his mother, his father and uh, he starts to uh, explore the world with his senses and uh, the impressions that he gets through his senses they fill up his entire consciousness and then it continues. He goes to school and then he also learns about many, many things and situations, concrete things, concrete things. And um, when he has grown up, he sees the television, he sees the politics, he sees the modern science, who is uh, putting the world uh, according to uh, our hands, uh, putting the world in our hands and uh, manipulating everything we, we can get hold of. So that is the world in which he gets um, gets accustomed. He gets um, accommodated, accustomed to the fact that uh, the reality exists only of concrete things. The whole culture is geared in that direction of only being concerned with things we can buy, things we can see. Eh? The body is over, uh, over uh, evaluated. The soul is under evaluated. God is under evaluated. We come to live in a materialistic world. And so, there's no coach, hardly anyone, advises uh, a new coming soul to look within and to go to the source of his thinking and the source of his feeling. Uh, he learns the ABC of many languages, but not the source of the ABC. He sees the energy and matter fields, but not is not informed that there is also naturally, logically, a source of the energy and matter. 
is simply blocking that out. It's a wide spot on the uh, map of human knowledge. And so if we ignore this long enough, we get completely uh, programmed. Our brain gets programmed by the materialistic worldview. Mm, and so we remain occupied by only concrete things. And we don't take the being or the abstraction or the absolute or God. We don't take it serious. We have no experience of it and which is out of sight is out of mind eh? out of sight out of mind so that is the reason why hardly anybody is uh, is looking to looking within to the nothingness that we can find within in the source of our thoughts there we find the nothingness eh? the emptiness the absolute, the unchanging, the unmoved mover. But in order to experience these levels of creation, these levels of reality, which are completely abstract, we have to train our mind and to train our brain and to train our intellect and to train our ego in order to... Uh, occupy ourselves, to acquaint ourselves with that which is abstract, which is non-changing, which is non-concrete, which is uh, eternal and infinite, with the being as such. And for that we have only heard of processes of becoming, that, uh, but not of the being that is coming. Eh? Being and becoming. We have put our awareness, we have filled our awareness with the becoming. Everything is in a process of becoming. But the being that is coming, we have ignored. And if, and uh, it is, uh, it takes uh, a training of uh, at least 33 weeks of training to get again acquainted, to get in touch with the essence the common essence of all energies and all matter fields and uh, so it is for that we need to transcend to outgrow our childish way of looking at the world uh, and only looking outside only allowing our awareness to go out and that is a kind of childish an immature lifestyle which is also very um, unsettling and perplexing. If we see only the multiplicity of life, we get perplexed and we lose sight of the essence. And we, we lose our center, we lose our basis, because our basis is consciousness. When we become mature in our awareness, then we see consciousness can exist on its own. And, and actually it does exist on its own. Consciousness is the constant factor. Being is aware of itself and it is bliss. Huh? In India this is called Sat-Chit-Ananda, as the essence of reality, the basis of reality. Sat Chit Ananda, Absolute Bliss Consciousness. 
Sat is that which is absolute. Chit is that which is conscious of itself. Ananda is bliss, eh? eternal happiness, real, deep, eternal happiness, true happiness is bliss. Now you know where this title of the course comes from. Eh? Absolute bliss consciousness is the ABC of life. That is the ultimate meaning of this uh, course. We get in touch with the absolute bliss consciousness because that is our common basis and our common essence. As long as we do not experience our own essence, our central theme, then we get lost, we lose sight of ourselves and we think we are the body, we think we are our emotions and then we are lost, we are lost and we are become the victim of our, our own mental impulses and the emotions. We lose control of our own products. We are the source of our thoughts and feelings and emotions. Eh? But if we don't know that we are consciousness and we can be the master of mind and body system because we are ultimately the creator of the mind and body system, if we lose sight of our powerful center of the I, we don't know what the I is, we don't know what consciousness as such is, we don't know the source of our ego, then uh, we become identified with the ego, we become egocentric, egotistic, and that is, uh, this is creating huge um, complications in life. Because we are not our body, we are not our mind, we are not our ego. We have a body, we have a mind, we have an ego, we have an intellect, and we are consciousness. See, this is the mature vision, the mature viewpoint of life, that we are consciousness, we are awareness, which is something divine, which is something blissful, which is something absolute, which is one with the being, the source of all processes of becoming, uh, our ultimate self, our real self, the source of the ego, is that omnipresent field of being. And the being in India, in the Vedic science, it is made clear the being is aware of itself, so it is consciousness. Being and consciousness are synonym, are identical. Eh? And also that being and that consciousness is in itself happiness. It is happiness. So if we don't know that field of real happiness, if we don't know our real self, we never can find happiness. The outside world of matter and energy, different forms of matter, new houses, new cars, new bicycles, new clothes, new money, it's all concrete things. But experience, life experience has shown that these things cannot make us really happy, cannot give us lasting happiness. In order to 
then we remain like a child, which are which which thinks, oh, I can only be happy if I have that lollipop, eh? if if I have that thing, if I have that. That is a very childish, immature way of living. Um, then we become a football to the circumstances. Hmm? It's childish. It's not stable. Huh? It is immature. We get afraid uh, as soon as the sun goes away. Then when it comes becomes dark, we could become afraid. It's very instable material. Eh? If we are not aware of that bliss consciousness that we are within, by nature, we are bliss consciousness. Eh? Sat-chit-ananda is the nature of the self. Our common self is Sat-chit-ananda, absolute bliss consciousness. If we are not aware of that abstract level, which is very stable, which is unchanging, which is absolute. If we have not a sight of the absolute in ourselves, as ourselves, then we become very um, instable. The whole personality misses a stable foundation. And it is, and then tossed about by uh, opinions that he, one hears, theories that one hears, things that one sees and hears, and then we want to cling to these things as our only source of happiness, a partner or a job or a kind of status in society. These are all concrete, experienceable things, eh? and there's nothing wrong with them, but um, with having a nice house and having a nice partner and having a lot of money, there's nothing wrong with it. But if we think that our happiness depends on it, then we are in for a surprise, eh? a, a bad surprise, a very disappointing experience is waiting for us. And then we are thrown back upon ourselves, then we start to think deeper and we become a little bit uh, wiser. Eh? We start to think a little bit more riper. And we transcend then this childish way of behavior that we feel dependent on outside things. If we get in touch with our real self, we become really fulfilled. There we find what we have always been looking for, namely, namely happiness, uh, peace. Uh, the self is also the field of peace, an ocean of peace. It's also the field of freedom. We have always wanted freedom and fight it. We fought for freedom when necessary. And now, by relaxing, and outgrowing our childish way of way of behavior, we come to experience real freedom in life. That is the as that is a quality, an inherent quality of the self, eh? freedom, peace, happiness, all the things that we really needed in life like security and peace and and 
certain satisfaction. They can only be found when we contact our infinite, our divine, our absolute self, our real self, the source of our ego, the source of our body, the source of our mind, the source of our thinking and deciding is the intelligence of the self. So then we have outgrown this materialistic world view. And then we can explain all these anomalies, all these impossible things which the scientists, the materialistic scientists could not explain and ignored. We have even integrated then the field of religion in our concept, in our worldview, because we have seen that uh, what religion, religions call God and Allah is nothing but this cosmic consciousness, being which is creative in itself, being which is intelligent and creative. So if you come to know that, then we have... Uh, found the essence of life, we have found a basis on which to live, a real foundation of life and living, a common meeting ground of science and religion, a common meeting ground of all peoples, of all cultures and of all beliefs. So that is the short explanation of the materialistic worldview and we have put the materialistic worldview in perspective that it is a natural uh, style of living but it is a immature style. It can and it has achieved a lot of um, knowledge about the material world and the energetical fields amazingly, surprisingly and uh, uh, we can admire all the scientists for their beautiful discoveries but um, now we have to grow up and start using these discoveries in a more uh, grown up, in a more mature way, in a more moral way. Eh? and stop uh, destroying our beautiful planet and the air and the waters and the oceans. Uh, stop polluting everything with our uh, scientific discoveries. Uh, so materialistic sciences, is, is, while it is incomplete picture of reality, it is a dangerous thing as well. Isn't there an ancient in, uh, English saying that goes, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. And that indeed we have seen and we are experiencing right now that materialistic sciences have created uh, real, real dangers for the whole human race and for many plants and animals and fishes have already died out because of these uh, modern inventions of scientists. So it is a thing to be enjoyed with measure and with wisdom. Eh? Once we become wise and mature, we can um, make use of all these uh, scientific discoveries in a more sustainable way. Eh? in a less 
damaging way to our own mind and body system and to the mind and body system of the planet as a whole. So, my dear friends, um, I think this is a complete lesson on its own. I hope you have recognized all I'm saying. I hope that you agree with me and that we are one in mind and in intellect and in the self. Uh, our bodies and uh, minds may be different, but our selves are identical. Our real self is cosmic consciousness. And that puts, when we have realized the cosmic nature of our own awareness, then everything is put into perspective. We can even put this whole culture and this whole materialistic worldview, we can put it into perspective in, and we can expand the paradigm to embrace also the being, the absolute, the divine and start to study that in a scientific way. Because science in itself is not the cause of the exclusion of these uh, abstract fields. Science just means that we investigate systematically and precisely and we share our uh, findings intersubjectively so that everybody can see what I'm talking about, eh? what one is talking about as a scientist. The Absolute can also become the object of scientific investigation. There's no law that says that science can, must confine itself to matter and energy. It can study the Absolute as well. And that is what the Indians, the ancient Indians have done. Eh? They have made a whole science of consciousness. And this whole course can be seen as the science of consciousness, the science of the absolute, the science of the self, the science of God, if you like, eh? the science of creative intelligence. So, this is enough for today. I can end with a little chanting. It's my hobby to chant some Sanskrit mantras because all this wisdom about the ABC of life I have learned in the Sanskrit language. Here's a little example of how it goes. Om Ganana Antva Ganapati Gumava Mahe Kavinka Vina Mupamashravastamam Jeshtarajam Brahmanam Brahmanas pata anas renvan Om 
ಶ್ರೀಮಹಾಗಣಪತ ಸಿ ಯು ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ವೀಕ್ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು